Disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, or professional broadcaster. The following are stories from my life and personal experiences and are the property of me. There will be profanity, quite a fucking bit of it, so please keep that in mind along with adult topics and themes. Listener discretion is advised. I've always wanted to say that. Hi and welcome to episode 12 of Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. I'm your host, Jasmine Aziz. As you may recall from my last episode, I had just completed a high sales party for a bunch of my fellow belly dancer friends. The night was a big hit in sales, but I was starting to feel uneasy and unsettled. Lemmy was still living with his ex in Toronto, and I was beginning to get cold feet about moving from my family home and going to live with him. Because I was making the necessary minimum required by the company to hit my monthly sales quota in two or three parties, I barely tried booking parties on my own anymore. Many of the gigs I was getting were coming straight from head office requests. One in particular that I got from my coach left a massive impact on me. It was incredibly poignant and greatly significant to my growth, but more importantly, in my relationship with Lammy. Perhaps it was the supple softness of her voice that made me think Grace Ann was younger than any of my other hostesses. I wrote down the directions and headed out to the party, giving myself an extra 30 minutes to find it. We're out in the country, she had warned me. Way out. Driving down the one-lane highway to her house, I spotted a cow roaming in a field of grass. There was no barn nearby, no farmer, and no reason for that cow to be mooing in the middle of a field. Was I hallucinating him? Was he a bovine warning for me to turn back? Three motorcycles whizzed past me. The first was a big biker with a t-shirt and two tattoos on his forearm. The second was a larger biker with a goatee, leather jacket, and tattoos on his knuckles. The third was the largest biker of them all with a full beard, tattoos on his neck, and a skull and crossbones on his helmet. My hands tightened around the wheel. I looked back in the rearview mirror for the cow, but it had disappeared. The road to Grace Ann's house was unpaved. My car crunched down the long driveway towards the sprawling bungalow. I heeded the cow's warning and approached the door with my cell phone in hand, leaving my bags in the car, fully prepared to make use of the company's policy to cancel any parties if we felt unsafe at any time. The scent of baking and sugar gently caressed my nose as the front door opened. I was greeted by a diminutive blonde, not taller than four and a half feet, her eyes big bright blue pools, her hair tied with ribbons. Are you Grace Ann? Jasmine, she said breathlessly. We're all waiting here for you. Come in. Hold on, Grace Ann. I can't do this party for you unless you're over 19. Grace Ann's eyes seemed to turn a shade darker and widen slightly. 
but I am 19, she said in a voice so young it sounded like it had barely ripened from birth. Seriously, I studied her. She was either a brilliant young liar who truly believed she was 19, or she was telling the truth. I decided she was a brilliant young liar. I scrutinized her face, hoping that the intensity of my lie-detecting eyes was coming across to her. She didn't flinch. I gathered my bags from the trunk as a tiny swarm of barely pubescent teens rushed up from the basement to help me carry everything in. You're 19. And you? You're 19, right? I randomly asked each one their age. Not one admitted to being underage, though my gut told me they were. So it was a room full of brilliant young liars. I set up in the basement on the only table Grace Ann could provide, a TV tray. There were no tortilla chips or salsa put out, no bread with the middle missing and stuffed with sour cream dip as I had seen at almost all my other parties, just two large plastic bins, one with jelly beans, the other with gummy bears. I counted 12 underage heads and contemplated again if I should do the presentation or not. We're all ready when you are, Grace Ann said politely. Go ahead, Jasmine. No one else is coming. You're sure everyone here is over 19? I asked again, my voice starting to sound like my mother's. They nodded in unison like a well-choreographed cheerleader squad. I know you're all lying to me, but I'm going to do this anyway. Maybe you'll learn something that would be of value to you, but from this moment on, think of me as your sex mama. I'm going to teach you what I know so that you can be as happy as you can be. No laughter, just blank stares. I started the presentation. They were utterly disinterested in the lingerie. They asked me to stop after four pieces. One said it was for, and I quote, old people. This is some sexy stuff, I insisted. None of them seemed to care. There wasn't a body in the room over a hundred pounds. Lammy would have loved to have been there to see their tight young flesh and figure-hugging jeans and trendy t-shirts. Some of them barely had hips, but almost all of them had a full face of makeup. Four girls who had never looked up at me from their cell phones the entire night were parked in front of the jelly beans, mindlessly stuffing them into their mouths between text messages. They don't even appreciate their fired-up metabolisms, I thought. Why would they appreciate me? Somehow, I couldn't engage them. At the break, before the toys, they split up into three groups and quietly compared notes. At least, I reasoned, they were still studious enough to listen to instruction and take notes when I asked them to. Only one of the girls didn't get up from her seat at my feet when the others did. She was the only one not in a trendy t-shirt. I barely noticed her until all the others had left. She had tucked herself into such a tiny ball on the floor and was wedged in against the edge of the sofa that had it not been for the absence of the others, I might not have noticed her at all. What's your name? I asked her. Megan, she said smiling. Her perfect teeth contrasted starkly against her dark black lipstick and heavily mascaraed eyes. I smiled faintly back at her. I started searching around the room looking for other kids that might be hidden in crevices of the basement. Megan tucked on my pant legs, forcing me to look back at her. I don't think Grace A. was expecting me to show up. I think it was a pity invite. 
it suddenly occurred to me that I might be in the middle of an after-school special. Well, there's nothing else to do here on a Saturday night, I guess, I said. We're out in the middle of nowhere. There's stuff to do, but you have to know who to talk to, Megan said without a hint of arrogance. It's mostly okay out here. If it was, I wondered, why was she working so hard to look like she didn't belong there? I surveyed the toys trying to decide if I should skip them and just show the games and books when Grace Hand came up from behind me. We think you're really funny, she said. Her voice felt like a butterfly flapping on my ears. If I was that funny, why had none of them except Megan laughed at any of my jokes? The girls and I were talking and um, we'd really like it if you could uh, go over that stuff you were talking about before. We'd like to hear it again. What stuff? Her eyes widened and darkened as they had in the doorway of her house. I could tell she didn't want to say it out loud. Oral sex? I asked more loudly than I wanted to. She nodded and her young white flesh blushed a rosy pink. I wanted to hug her and hide her in the closet till she reached middle age. Why do you want me to go over that again? This last part is the toys and then some books. It's almost over. At least, I hoped it was almost over. It's uh, what the other girls want, Grace Ann said shyly. I surveyed the group of girls at the back of the room and wondered which one had put her up to asking. I instructed them all to sit down so I could start the second half of my presentation. They obediently took their seats in the same groups of girls, excluding Megan, who hadn't moved from where I was standing. So, Sex Mama is going to go over the oral stuff one more time. Is that okay? They all looked up at me and waited. I don't know what you were expecting me to say, except that the key to performing good oral sex on a man is enthusiasm. Nothing seemed to register in their eyes. I may as well have been talking about trigonometry. It's not the most important sex act, to be clear. There are plenty of things you can do to give yourself pleasure and get the most out of sex. They continued to stare at me. Knowing how your body works is very important. I heard a gummy bear sticky behind leave the plastic encasement it was in and nothing else. I took a deep breath and waited for a half second as the gummy bear was desiccated into vigorous oblivion by one of the girls. So, you just want to hear about giving oral sex to a man, is that right? Finally, movement. Many heads seemed to half nod going from being upright to staring down at their toes. I guess the key is to understand how the male anatomy works and put your heart into the act of pleasure itself. The tip is the most sensitive. Well, actually, just under the tip where Darth Vader's hood meets his neck. Um, like I have a question right now. One of the young girls who had been marathon texting asked, her hand straight up in the air. Yes, what is it? So, uh, like, uh, who is Darth Vader? Until that moment, I didn't feel older than them despite their youthful glow and nubile young bodies. But in one short sentence, I suddenly aged 20 years. Are you kidding me? You don't know who Darth Vader is? Luke, I am your father. Star Wars, hello! Same blank stares, even from Megan, whose attire resembled something from the dark side. In frustration, I finally added, 
Does anyone have a piece of paper and a pen? I'll just draw it out for you. And then a moment later, fearing they'd take out Hello Kitty pink paper and crayons to draw on, I decided to take action myself. I took the cyber-skinned penis from its black bag and told them it was as close to anatomically correct as anything I could draw. I gave them a few pointers, indicating where on the dildo you could elicit the most sensation. To my surprise, the only one who didn't pay attention was Megan. I took out the laminated picture of the two vaginas in a bid to buy more time before deciding if I was going to show them the vibrating toys. A young girl wearing pink suspenders took a phone call while I was in the middle of explaining the difference between the two images. I waited for her conversation to end, and when she rudely continued to whisper into the phone, I talked loudly over her, hoping she would get the hint and drop the call. She didn't. She held her hand over her free ear and raised her whisper from low to high. This is very important, I shouted. If you don't know how your body works, how the fuck are you supposed to find pleasure with someone else? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swear. I had been conscious of not cussing the entire night, feeling like I was in the presence of impressionable kids who would repeat everything I said. Somehow, telling them about oral sex seemed less damaging than dropping F-bombs. I showed them three of the nine toys in my bag and two games. By the time I was done, the girl on the phone was still yakking away at full volume. I'm not sure why I didn't tell her to get off the phone, why I didn't insist that she get off the phone. When I was done, instead of the usual round of applause or handshakes of gratitude, I was met with the same vacuous stares. I looked around the basement room. They had eaten all but five gummy bears and most of the jelly beans. My cue to leave was obvious. I packed up my bags and gave them one final instruction. When you come into the sales room upstairs in the dining room, you come in alone, one at a time. Don't come in as a group. What you buy is your business and you don't have to tell anyone else what's in your bag. Do you understand? Blank stares. Fully blank stares all around. I sighed heavily and packed up my display bag to go up to the dining room. I set up my calculator and order form, though I doubted I'd even make $10 in sales. I waited almost 15 minutes before I wandered out of the dining room where I was set up and looked for Grace Ann. Why isn't anyone coming into the sales room? I think they're waiting for their boyfriends to call. Call? Why the fuck do they need their boyfriends to call? Didn't they hear a word I said? Fresh, hot anger started building inside me. I could feel my blood pressure pounding in my temple as I stood at the top of the stairs to the basement and shouted to the girls, I'm not going to stick around all night, girls. If you want to buy something, you better get your butts up here fast. I heard someone close the plastic lid on one of the plastic food containers, but no one came up the stairs. I crossed my arms and tapped my foot like an angry parent, demanding to know who had drawn on the walls with markers, huffing expletives under my breath. Grace Ann shrugged her tiny shoulders and flew down the stairs like a fairy on wings. I begrudged her limber joints and contemplated packing up my sales book when I finally heard the shuffle of feet approaching the stairs. I went back to the sales room and waited. And waited. And I waited. When the dining room door finally opened with my first customer... I had to bite the inside of my cheek to prevent from screaming at the top of my lungs. 
thank you for tuning in. Please check out my website, jasmineaziz.com, for the latest updates on sex toys for sale. Yeah, that's right. Now I have sex toys for sale and copies of my first novel, Sex and Samosas, as well as the funny twist-a-minute fiction novel, Can't Buy Me Love by Dan McNeil, which you can buy for only $18 plus shipping. If you're enjoying my podcast, please be sure to subscribe and review it as it really does help a lot. You can also reach out to me via social media. I'm on Instagram, Jasmine underscore Aziz, on Twitter, at Jasmine Aziz, and I'm on Facebook. Or you can email me, jasmine at jasmineaziz.com. Until next time, remember that the best part of life is love. So be sure to open your heart to it, because here she comes. Just a popcorn dreaming, gonna red and back to butter you up. I'm gonna shiver you, shake and quiver you, shiver you up.